you're listening to Politics Explained. Back to basics in the political sandpit with Rodney Hyde and Tane Webster. Here on Reality Check Radio, it's Real Talk with Rodney Hyde, and then we got that special time where we cover Politics Explained, back to the basics in the political sandpit with my very good friend, Tane Webster. Good morning, Tane. Good morning, Rodney. So today's episode, we've got a question from Anne, and she asks, do, do you think that, in essence, do you think that advanced voting, the concept, is good, or should we all just be voting on the day? Why has it changed from back in the day when it was, it was expected that everyone would vote on the day? Well, they changed it to giving advanced voting because they were desperate to get voter turnout up. And so the thought was if they could make it more convenient and you could vote for two weeks uh, ahead of time, that would help. I hate it because they have all these crazy rules. For example, you've got to take all your signs down for election day so you don't be polluted by signs. And I love it that election day is a big day. And if you can't be bothered going out for that particular day, you'd rather just do it driving home. Well, fair enough, you don't vote. Um, that sense of coming together and camaraderie of all voting on the day sort of made it special to me. And I feel that how can you be campaigning now when people, you go up to somebody, oh, no, I already voted. It just seems to me wrong because, like, I'm trying to win votes. And I say, hey, Tane, give me your vote. Oh, no, I voted yesterday. And you're thinking, what? So I don't like it. And in the past, you could always apply to vote early. For example, you were going overseas or you had a problem and you'd always get it. But no, nah, I don't like it. And I see all the politicians are playing along saying, oh, I'm voting early, yada, yada, whatever. Anyway, I don't like it. So there you go. I'm I'm a grouch today about that. Yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. It's sort of, even though I never got to experience it where it was like that, I, I think it's, we should all be coming together, unless you've got some special circumstance. To, yeah, to mum's funeral or same something. Day. Yeah. yeah, or you And, and it gives, it like gives the campaign an imp- impetuous because, you know, the news is reporting it's countdown, three days to go, two days to go, last-minute campaigning. I can remember campaigning to midnight on the Friday and coming home absolutely exhausted. And then you have this, because this last week or two weeks is frantic, and then you have that amazing feeling as a candidate that you have given it everything that you've got and then some, Yeah. and then there's this final day, election day, and you do nothing. Yeah, you know? I felt the same way last year, the council one. I On the Friday before, before the Saturday, I... Uh... I was the only one out there. I was on the street just standing on my own, didn't even have any help of volunteers, just holding one sign, got a few toots. There, were, there wasn't even that good traffic, so it was a, it was basically a waste of time. But but I, I felt like I just felt like I had to do it to to do it justice yeah. to, for myself. And then, uh, yeah, it did feel good yeah, to just have and, nothing and you to do all, with you also get that great sense about an election day as a candidate that you've done everything that you can and now it's over to the voters. You know what I mean? It's over to the voters. But, like, if half of them have voted before Election Day, well, when was it over to the voters? For two weeks? Anyway, that's that. That's the reality. That's what it is. And you just have to deal with it. And you've been running some stats, Tane. 
Well, yeah, just thought uh, as I was looking into the the advanced voting and whatnot, I, I stumbled upon a few interesting pages on the uh, election electoral commission website. Just and I thought I would go through some of those and and see if they you know um, gave you any interesting insight or, or memories. And and one of the the key one that I thought was the first one to cover off is the the number of party votes required to win is nowhere near as high as people might think. Uh, you know, we're a population of 5 million, there's, you know, several hundred thousand, I guess, overseas. But, you know, the, the Labour Party, and, and obviously there's people under 18 who can't vote. Uh, but, you know, the Labour Party won in 2020 with 1.4, a little bit over 1.4 million votes. And in uh, 2017, National won with uh, 1.15 million votes. So, it's not the numbers are not as high as some people no. imagine. No, no, no. Um, it's extraordinary, and votes count. And I can remember in two thousand five, it got some desultory result, but because I'd won Epsom, we got two MPs, and it was an embarrassing low vote. Um, a lot of people polled higher than us and didn't get in. Um, so. It's a funny thing, um, voting. It's a small country. And you'll have also maybe looked at how many people don't vote. Yeah, exactly. Right? That was the next thing I was going to point ha, to. What is that like? That would be high uh, these days. Yeah, so you can go. We'll, we'll get these links in the description for this of this episode because other people might want to look at them. And in 2020, for example, uh, 18 to 24-year-olds, there were 350,000 enrolled and 77,000 of them did not vote which was roughly 22%. Imagine uh, that. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine 22% would make you a huge player in parliament. Well, so I'll make it well make it take it one step further. So then when you go to 25 to 29 year olds, they're the they were the worst of the bunch of that year. Yes, they were. They were uh I guess they are the people who sort of because 18, 24-year-olds is a bit of a novelty on getting to vote. And then 25, 29, oh, who cares, kind of, can't be bothered. It's not that, yeah. it's nothing cool. And then, and then when you get older, you care more. But so that that age group, 25 to 29, that would have been me then, <laughs> was, uh, but I did vote, was 70, uh, 292,000 enrolled and twenty almost 26% of them did not vote. So that's 74,000. So if you pair those two numbers just the non-voters of 18 to 24 and the non-voters of 25 to 29 would be enough to get about 150,000 votes, which a little bit over actually, which would be almost enough to get 5% a new party. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> what was the overall non-vote across all age groups? Uh, if I'm reading the table correctly, to uh, 655 thousand which is yeah which yeah, is the right number six hundred fifty five thousand and which was eighteen point four six percent of the enrolled number so pretty Isn't shocking almost huge? almost one in five people who could have voted didn't vote isn't that amazing uh we often used to joke that we should call ourselves the none of the above party yeah that's actually a genius idea or call yourself, I don't want to vote this year party, or I can't be bothered party, or something like that, because you could capture, you know, 5%. Um, 
just for the laugh, but I'm sure the Electoral Commission will have words to say if he said none of the above party. But um, it is extraordinary when you're thinking you're fighting for the vote and there's this big chunk of vote that, I mean, between National and Labour, it's often 2 or 3%, you know, 2 or 3% change the government. 2 or 3% in MMP. MMP elections have always been close. Yeah. And um, you know, and it obviously comes down to getting a coalition together. And if Mr. Peters gets back in, it may be him that decides, like he did in what was it, 20, 2017, um, yeah. deciding who will be the government, who will be the prime minister. Um, yeah. everyone thought he would go with Bill English, but no, he went with Jacinda Ardern. And that's the crazy thing about MMP politics. And those those people not voting. Such a big chunk make a difference. Tell me, Tane, if I'm overseas, I never know this. If I'm overseas, how do I vote? Yeah, so this one I had to do a bit of research on because I haven't had to vote from overseas. But there's a web page called vote.nz forward slash overseas forward slash vote from overseas forward slash vote from overseas. And on there you'll find there's essentially – two options apart from an, an extra option for uh, the blind and partially blind as a telephone dictating dictation op option. But the, the, the main two options are basically you can download voting papers and upload them or yep. depending on where you are in which country there are overseas voting locations. So there's, uh, for example, I, I had to look up uh, Japan that there's just one there in Tokyo. I think there's, there's probably two or three, or maybe four in Australia, you know, because of how spread out things are. So yeah, there's those two options to download. The easiest thing, easiest thing is to download it and upload it. Yeah, as long as you don't have, uh, you know, tech issues. So that, yeah. that, that would be the one. You but might if have you're in, if, you, if you live in the locate the city of where the you know overseas voting option is, say Sydney or whatever, yeah. then that might be just as easy. Yeah. Well, we used to send we used to send um, candidates to London and to Sydney and have political meetings because yeah yeah huge huge voting block and yeah, funny yeah, enough yeah. people in London and Sydney are still keen to vote yeah yeah, yeah. well there you go that would be, be an interesting um, stat to get we can't get it tonight but I mean this morning but. Uh, the the number of non-voters as a percentage of overseas voters versus domestic yes. voters. I would guess that there'd be maybe for a strange reason the people overseas probably value their vote a little bit more. Yeah, and they also tend to be up, up go getters, and so they tend to vote centre right. Yeah, yeah, that's or why you greens. guys have seen people over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh well, green. there you there you have it. Uh, you have yeah because they're overseas and they're young and they all care about the planet i'll vote green not realizing they're voting for communism um isn't it funny you can be basically a marxist party and be pushing the maddest of ideas and you get voted in because you call yourself green and it's sort of like a marketing coup um because you think oh yeah i care about the panda bears it's very skilled very skilled, very skilled. there we are back to the basics uh the political sandpit uh, with Tane Webster. Send us a text with your questions. Send us an email. We're on the countdown. You can vote already. Text me 2057. Email me inbox at Reality Check Radio and we will have Tane back next week.
Thank you for listening. You're listening to Politics Explained. Back to basics in the political sandpit with Rodney Hyde and Tane Webster.